welcome to the Show Club Podcast, where we discuss TV shows as if they were novels. It's like a book club for TV. I'm Evelyn. I'm Rachel. I'm Carrie. And this month we'll be talking about Arcane. Keep listening as we get into all the good and maybe some of the bad. Spoiler alert, it's Arcane. There's no there's no bad. <laughs> Well, so before we get into it, Evelyn, why did you make us watch Arcane? Like, what do you like about the show? What made you pick this? Okay, us? well, number one, I absolutely love any show that features sisters. I'm like sold. Already, already sold. Number two, um, I like a show with some action and some explosions and some major character deaths. And they, as a bonus, they threw in a character with chronic pain played by one of my favorite actors, Harry Lloyd. Um, Aside from that, it is one of the most beautifully animated shows you'll ever find. Do you have any experience with League of Legends? No, I actually intended to download the game and like play it, but I didn't get around to it. So... I had zero experience. I had no idea what I was getting into. Honestly, I turned on this show like on a Monday morning expecting to get ready to it, you know, like eat breakfast and like get ready for work. And then I wound up almost being late for work (laughs) because I was absolutely, (laughs) I love this show so much. It kind of captivates you from, from the minute it starts. So should we put in? So should we put in a disclaimer that none of us have ever actually played the game? So we're basing it purely on the show. Yeah, that yeah, just yeah, FYI, I'm I like I looked up what the game is and apparently it's just like the characters just like fight each other. They fight. Like, they, it's just like nice. a fighting game. So Yeah. As yeah. as far as I kind of tried to look up, um, yeah, all they do is kind of battle and in the game, you don't actually really get their backstory introduced yes. to you all that much. And so this show just kind of filled in that gap. Mm-hmm. And that goes nicely into I watched the Making of Arcane uh, documentary. And I got to do that. I meant to do yeah. That. So it's actually pretty great. And they started out. The company Riot Games, they've always said, like, we, we don't want to make games. We want to tell stories. And they also apparently want to make music because they make all their music in-house. And, Ooh. yeah, they found they started making music videos. There's one called Get Jinxed, which is, like, their classic. And uh, they, they were like, oh, we want to do more of this. Let's do a TV show. And they called the company that they worked with called Portiche in France. And they're like, hey, we want to make a whole series. And they're like, we're going to have to hire 200 or 300 people. And they were like, yeah, sure, fine. (laughs) Apparently. Okay. So it's kind of a magical story because initially, according to the producers, they had a budget of $2,000, which is not enough. Yes. And they were like, hmm, initially they were like, we're going to need a quick 65 just to get this thing off the ground. And then it wound up costing, it wound up being one of the most expensive animated series of all time at what I estimate, because like I looked it up on the internet and it was all, the figure was all over the place, but I heard 90 to a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And then double 
And then double that for like advertisement and production. Like, uh, you know how it is. But it made the company, it made Netflix about a billion dollars. So didn't wind up so terrible for them. Yeah. (laughs) And it took six years to make. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And they had to deal with COVID as well. Oh, yeah. That probably threw a big wrench in the works. Yeah. So in the um in the documentary, like you see you see a lot of people wearing masks and stuff, and they mentioned COVID and stuff. And a lot of people are working from home, like a lot of the writers and stuff. And I think it's part of the reason why they were able to get the talent that they did is because people were bored. And <laughs> the song, honestly, and like the song that closes the series. The Monster You Created is the name of the song. And they're mm-hmm. like, we would love to have Sting for this. We'll never get Sting. But somehow they managed to call Sting. And he was like, this is great. I'll do it. Wow. <laughs> so okay. they got, that's part of why that last moment is so impactful is because it's actually Sting singing the song. So. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I nice. love this <laughs> It does sound like you love it oh, so, oh, so much. Yes. I'm a little yeah. obsessed. Mm-hmm. Well, like, okay. So then, was there anything, anything at all that you didn't like, or was it all just magically delicious? You know, I really loved all of it, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's. I feel like it's unique for me in that there wasn't a character that I wasn't interested in. You know, Ooh, okay. Like sometimes you watch a show that has an ensemble cast, and you're like, oh, it's this guy. Like I don't really need this episode or this scene <laughs> in my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, I was absolutely, I loved all of them. Loved them. So. Excellent. Carrie, your turn. (laughs) You're making a face, Carrie. This this is not a show for me. I'll just say that. It was, it's not, it's not for me. This is, no, this is not. (laughs) I'm kind of the complete opposite of you. I did not care about anybody. Like, I, like, Jinx is just too fucking insane like what is fucking what? insane what why what i don't even understand like at i mean all. to be fair she's traumatized but okay okay so here's so in the beginning when she's still like you know eight or whatever mm-hmm. and vander's been taken by silco mm-hmm. so her sister and the other two boys like are gonna go rescue vander and they're like and mm-hmm. she's like you need to stay home this is too dangerous. You're not ready for this. Like You're it's tiny. too big. It's too dangerous. You're eight. Please just stay home and hold down the fort. For some reason, that leads Jinx, well, Powder, she's known then, to have a complete mental breakdown because well, her yeah. sister wants her to not die. I and I I can't wrap my head around why she had such an extreme reaction to being told, please stay home so you don't die. Yeah. To to me, that speaks to Powder having like a severe abandonment complex because she literally sees her parents dead bodies (laughs) like because her parents left her and now to her mind violet is leaving her violet feels she she always feels like violet doesn't need her or doesn't want her around and you know it's the way it's so tragic the first few episodes where like she hears the wrong parts of the wrong conversations and she hears she hears vi being sarcastic about her Mm-hmm. And then runs out of the room before she hears the rest of the conversation where she tells the other guy that he's an idiot. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And so that's where she's, that's where I feel like she's coming from. 
Okay, so those were their parents on like the murder bridge at the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I don't See, know I, why. Again, Please, I, they're like, who who are these people? I don't like know any. I don't know like what's going on. Yeah, like you're supposed to grab onto it. Uh, <laughs> I, sometimes I need you to just tell me what's going on. They, I do believe that they show they show a woman on the bridge that has the same color hair as Powder. So you're supposed to go like, oh. I thought they said something to that effect. Yes. Like she I asked where they, they are. She asked Vander where they are. Mm-hmm. And but I think I, there's no dialogue in the beginning. There's just music as people are getting murdered and then Vander picks them up and walks away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I remembered it wrong. Cause I thought, I thought there was some sort of, where are they question. No. I think, I think they ask it without any dialogue. And that's another strength that I feel like the show has. Yeah. It does a lot of nonverbal stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrie's just nodding of like, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. I don't agree like, with was, you, but okay. It was, it was like, I, I don't know. I can't say it was bad. Like it was fine. I just, it's not for me. This is not mm-hmm. a show that I would have ever watched. I, I had no inclination. Like I heard about it. I think like when I started watching, I was like, oh, this is that thing. I remember like, you know, hearing about it, probably seeing a trailer. Oh or yeah. Something. They advertise and, the heck out of it. Yeah, it and I was out. just like. And I'm like, I have no interest in this. This is not a show I will get any enjoyment out of. And I did. So, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I will say, like, visually, it is very cool. Like, the animation style is great. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that stuff. It is very, it's a very pretty show. And, like, if it really costs, like, $100 million, like, you, it, 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 it's sense. all on screen. It is all yeah. on screen. They did not hold anything back. So. And everybody who made it was, like, super passionate about the project so it was nice um mm-hmm. they saw one of one of the producers got sent the last five minutes of episode three where like vander is dead and vi and powder fight and then he she runs into silco and he was like i literally cried and he gets teared up thinking about getting that footage and i'm like oh my gosh they care <laughs> yes and they also have video of the premiere event where they have like the whole casting crew come together and like all the production staff and everything you know um what's the word i'm looking for promotional people and people are watching this and like like their eyes are filling with tears and stuff (laughs) one girl has her hand over her mouth oh i was like that's that's what i did (laughs) yes Okay, so Rachel, you, what are, what are your thoughts? I thought it was great. I agree. I'm on, I'm on Yay. Evelyn's game. I Yay. thought visually, visually it was stunning. You could totally tell it was a passion project. I, I really did find every character interesting. Um, there were some characters that I obviously was more interested than others and some mm-hmm. characters where I was like, mm, I don't. I don't know if I really need you in this story, um, but <laughs> but ultimately I did. I found it interesting as a whole of the different the different cities, the different kinds of people, the different parts, the different things working together. And you know, like Evelyn pointed out, like the conversations that people do or do not hear the right or wrong ends of. Yeah. Um, and Jason does that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, I 
I, although of all the characters, like, even though they all had very interesting good and bad sides to them, like, when it came to Powder slash Jinx, she was just kind of a nut bar. I couldn't actually find, she is like, a nut bar. I couldn't find, like, the good side of her. Like, she was really, really interesting, but, <laughs> but, you know, like, for instance, Silco, yeah, he's gotten the entire Undercity hooked on drugs, and he's just kind of like a mob boss by now. But you see how much he really did come to love Jinx as a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got that side, so you know that, like, there's there's a little something in there. But I don't know, when it came to Jinx, I was like, where's your good half? Like, where's... Going on? Like, he just yeah. got increasingly just off the edge until she was like, I'm just going to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. We're all just dead. Let's just. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of what I like about her, that she is kind of unrepentantly insane and is a complete, like, terrorist. And that's the central question. One of the central questions of the show is how far is Vi going to go to hold on to Powder? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the whole, um, the last conversation that they have is, like, she's, like, you can have, and Jinx is like, you can have her back. And even as we're watching it, we're like, well, not really. Right. (laughs) But is she worth loving anyway? And that's a question that I I love. And like, it's my third time watching it through. And that scene is like devastating to me. (laughs) Because to Jinx chooses, in the end, chooses by because she kind of accidentally kills Silco, which is another devastating moment. I love Silco. I want Silco to not be dead. <laughs> what? Okay. What was the eye treatment puncturing the eye supposed to yeah, do? I, I could have done him? without the close up of a needle going, even though it's a cartoon. No, yes. I did not need to see the close up of the needle going into the eye. I warned you about that. I think that is, I think that's Shimmer. That he was somehow injured when Vander tried to kill him. And he has been that way ever since. Why did he need it in his eye? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody else drank it. Aesthetics? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Silco would be the one to be like, shoot it in the eyeball. (laughs) Why? I also didn't. um, I don't know if they ever actually explained. And I missed it. Of what. I mean, obviously, you know that Silco and Vander used to be like brothers and then they had a falling out. But what was the falling out to the point where Vander tried to kill him? I don't know if it is completely like stated, but I'm sure it had something to do with with Silco wanting to go for the United Zone no matter what. You know what? And like. He was starting to flesh out this plan that probably involves a lot of death for, like, the upper city and stuff. Mm. Because that's kind of how Silco is. Like, he doesn't care how he gets his ends. And Vander not wanting to do that. But we never get the full story, I think. I found it very interesting in the end when it was announced that, like, okay, we've declared peace as long as the Undercity gets to be their own separate nation and the whole council was in uproar. And I find that very interesting that they actually cared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you don't care about these people. Why do you care if they decide to rule themselves? You're not ruling them right now. Like, right. This was, this was a partnership though. And the, 
the issue was like, I think is that the understudy was exploited by the upper city. And if you gave them sovereignty, then they would have some control over what happens to them. You know, mm, that's, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, I, I found that very surprising that they were so wanted, about it when every other conversation was like, how dare they even attempt to cross the bridge? Those dirty, dirty people. Exactly. They, like, don't like, they don't like the undercity. <laughs> they don't even want to like acknowledge they exist. So why do they care? But I, as I recall, he, Silco and Jace, Jace, by the way, is voiced by Kevin Alejandro, who was on Lucifer. He played Detective uh, Dan, what's his his last name? Mm -hmm. (laughs) On Lucifer, Carrie Shrugging. Also a show she hasn't really seen and or care about. Oh my gosh. I, I, watched, was, I, I That's a show I wanted to like, and I watched the pilots. I'm like, oh, it's just Law and Order Satan. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not, that's not what I wanted. Like, Fair enough. No. Fair enough. I appreciate that. <laughs> anyway. Law and Order Satan. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then, you're so like, uh, like Snowpiercer's Law and Order on a train. Like, that, oh, I wanted that to like the I wanted to like the TV show because I love the movie, but then the show was just Law and Order Snow. Like the, the thing that threw me off about Snowpiercer is they find out that they're feeding the the Tailies cockroaches, like that's what the food is, and it's mm. like, what did you think it was? Like what? At least it's not soiling cream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Snowpiercer. We're talking about our. Okay. We can talk um, about it later. Okay. I have a qu- okay. I have a question. So okay. speaking of like you know the the fighting between the upper city and lower city, whatever. So at the very end, it's either the second last episode or the last episode when Vi convinces Jace to just go invade. They invade a mine. Like what? Like what are they mining? What are they? Because also, why why are they just attacking a mine where people are just working? Like you'd think they'd go to like where the bad shit is. I like I I couldn't right. understand the yeah, decision they, to attack that place. They attacked one of the warehouses or whatever where Shimmer was being made. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that, okay. I see. Yeah, Again, I, I didn't like get it. that. I'm like, why are you attacking these people who are just working? They're just working, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what's, like why this place? Yeah, yeah, they were trying to destroy the supply. Okay. But they couldn't get directly to Silco at that point. Right. Yeah. I think Silco was with Jinx at that point. She was getting all shimmerified. I think. Was that when she was, like, stapling her leg closed? No, that was later on when she she has to fight with Echo on the bridge and gets, like, oh, severely okay. injured. And Silco goes to. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy that Victor knows. Right. And it's all, you know, it's yeah. it's dark. That's a dark sequence because I think the implication is that's the same thing that happened to Silco when he almost died. And that's why he's all weird now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still love Silco. I found him very um, interesting. And they wrote his they wrote his theme with strings to specifically be, and I quote, seductive, like it's very soft and gentle instead of like what you would expect from a mob boss. <laughs> and the um, 
they won two Emmy Awards for uh, Animated Series of the Year and for Episode 6, where Jinx tries to find Vi with the with the flare mm-hmm. um, called When the Walls Come Tumbling Down. Uh, and it's another interesting thing with the music is they played a demo for that song and an artist called Woodkid was like, oh. I'm, I'm taking that one. He does, he does run boy run. If you know that song. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, I'm taking this one and I'm going to change the entire tone of the scene. <laughs> they it and they were like, Oh my God, we have to change everything. <laughs> and that, did, that did happen to them a lot. Cause they did like the voice acting and the music and the storyboarding all concurrently. And they mm-hmm. sort of built the animation around the other elements. And it all came together beautifully, if you ask me. <laughs> I did I did think the voice casting to the animated characters was great. Stunning. Yeah. And it took them, turns out it took them about three years to find Jinx. Her name is Ella Purnell, and she's about to hit it big because mm-hmm. she is the lead in the Fallout series, which is going to be on Amazon or something next year. So that's exciting. And we also have Caitlin is, can't remember her name right now, but she played Cho Chang in the Harry Potter series. Kitty Leung. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, wow. I, ha- I have the IMDb page open. Yeah, so do I. But I have like 40,000 pages open. So I is she British or, wait, is she British or Irish then? Because wasn't, didn't she have an Irish or Scottish accent for Harry Potter? Yeah, she's British, I think. And we also have, who else impressed me? Of course, Harry Lloyd, who is one of my favorite actors doing Victor, who is British, but for some reason is like, I decided there's a Germany in this play. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to do a German accent for no discernible reason. Well, you know, and you're named Victor. I love Victor. He's He's one of my favorites, like. Absolutely love we stand a chronically ill character who makes bad decisions <laughs> specifically I, because they are chronically ill. <laughs> I really liked Jason Victor's relationship, how they actually were friends the whole time and, and the success of the what oh, I want to say Hexotech, but that's not right. Hex- what is it? Hextech. Hextech. Such um, a bad I'm sorry, that's such a bad name. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I apparently that is the, a big deal in League of Legends. It's the source of all magic. And like, that's the thing that bothered me about the series. I'll be honest, is we have that scene in the beginning mm-hmm. where Jace is rescued by someone, question mark. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. we never see like, him that's again. That's I, I kept waiting for him to like be somebody and like come back. It's like, wh- who's this wizard guy? Like we never see his face. Um, but like Jace is like, oh, hey, this is a whole thing now. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there is a second season uh, being developed. So oh, fun. we'll find out. It's not until November, November of 2024. <laughs> but I will be watching it. Well, that's actually considering how long it took to make the first one. That's very short. That's not, yeah, that's oh, not that bad. Yeah. yeah. They um another thing you find out in the um documentary is you nearly they nearly canceled the project because they sent the whole season arc to Riot Games and this was early on in development, but they had already like built up built up Fortiche and like people's jobs were riding on it. And they were like, mm, it's not there yet. Like we can't do this yet. 
And so they had to rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's part of why it took so long. So hopefully we're on the right track now and we already have the studio running. So yay. Yay. So next time you go to a convention, which character would, are you most likely to cosplay? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I could never do jinx cause I'm not confident enough. It's like, could she please put on a shirt? Like <laughs> she doesn't need a shirt. She has sensory issues. You should be, you should be Caitlin. You could be Caitlyn. I could, I could that. be Caitlyn. I feel like all the outfits on the show are like perfect. So I could, I could do Silco. I could do, I could, I couldn't do what's her name because I can't get my hair like that. What's that concert's name? I don't like her as much, so I never remember it. Mel. Oh Mel. Oh Mel. Yeah. Up with? No offense. Another thing I didn't need to see is two cartoons. Fucking. <laughs> I did not need to see that. Not, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's just weird because they're cartoons. That's I don't. Anyway, what? I have some cartoons to show you. <laughs> no thanks. I'm well, good. I, you know, I actually do agree with that. Is that the fact that those two hooked up did absolutely nothing for the story? Yeah. they could have. They really could have just been it. like really was, good friend confidants, maybe even have them fall in love but like the fact that they like hooked up and became a couple did like nothing for the story i was i was mm-hmm. half expecting her to like betray him and like be yeah. like using well, him to like of. so she could get to the top and that didn't happen she kind of did though is my um is the question i posit because she was manipulating him openly you know just not in front of him she manipulated him on purpose and convince him see. to befriend all the other council members and like take and convince them that Hextech was the way to go. And then he betrayed Heimerdinger, which is, he's another odd element in the series. I will say yeah. that. But and also like there's humans, but also like animal human people that, that's not explained. That's like, Why that, <laughs> like there's one dude that looks like a werewolf. I don't know. Like, yeah, I know. I mean, I like don't explain it, but. I think those are references to the game and they're like they have to be two two hundred characters in this game and they all have a backstory somewhere. Yeah. Um, none of which I know about, but that's where Heimerding is from, of course. Right. Yeah. He has a tiny version of himself that is a dog, and I'm like, what's going on with that? Man, like why does it curious? (laughs) I was wondering if because there are so many characters in the game, like can you play the dog? I, I would love to save the dog. The dog had some personality. I know. I didn't know the dog was also <laughs> an avatar that you could be. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. Going back a bit. So to Mel and Jace and yes. Evelyn, you're saying she was. See, I didn't see like that conversation when they're at the like concert opera thing where that all starts. I, I, I didn't really see that as manipulation, but more of just like, this is how it works. If you want to do anything, this is what you have to do. So I, I don't know. I didn't really see it as manipulation, but just this is the way it is. And this is what we do. And this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I, I feel like it was unhanded because she discussed with someone, she discussed with like her lieutenant or like her aide or whoever about it without Jace while Jace is going around and making friends. And she did not tell Jace that like, I made you do this. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if it was because of her allegiances to like her family who exiled her. And then she decided against it at the end. And that's why she takes her ring off. I do kind of love that her mom has like a boy toy. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was hilarious. Me. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I did. Like there are so many little moments in this series that I absolutely love. And when you think about that, like uh, an animator obsessed about all of this and it's yeah. like, okay, so he's rubbing her feet. And then <laughs> her daughter comes in and smacks a glass of wine. And the guy's like this, you know, he's got his arms out and he's like, what the who was that? And, and she's like, he never talks. He met the boy toy. He <laughs> never talks. We he don't want there to. for the, for Mrs. For the whatever her name is, the, the general of the other places army yeah. or whatever she is. I, I did love that bit where, like, where she shoos him away and just his pouty face is like, mm. And he just, like, <laughs> he looks he looks over at her. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Just, <laughs> like, oh. what do you want? <laughs> that was good times. Can you also play him? Huh. <laughs> That's an I easy was... cosplay, honestly. <laughs> White yeah. shirt, strong shoulders. That would be really funny if you showed up as the boy toy. (laughs) Complete with wine stain. stain. I think you would have to do it as a duo with the general. Yes. The general and her boy toy. Yes. (laughs) That would be fantastic. Uh, My main issue with them hooking up, like, it it is kind of like, I don't want to say it's out of nowhere because it's not. But I'm like, you do not take that hair out every night and then put it back up in the morning. (laughs) I was also wondering, so in that scene, you know, after they've had sex, they're naked. Like, is is that gold stuff, like, embedded in her skin somehow? Because it was still there. Yeah. Like, cuddling after. I'm thinking, like, maybe it's some kind of tattoo or something. I don't think it's actual... I don't think it's actual like metal plating. Okay. It's very shiny though. Yes, it like, is. It looks like, I don't like, yeah, some like she like dermal implants or something, you know, that people do. I don't know. Yeah. It was kind of, I was like, is that like, cause I thought it was just sort of like a, like part of her clothing, like some kind of yes, you know, yeah. just like jewelry embellishment thing, but like, no, it's still there when she's naked. So I was like, what mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We, um, I mean, it could be like some sort of jewelry that she just doesn't take off, but it is present like in all of her outfits. Yeah. She wears it at least every day. Don't know. You guys don't have stick on tattoo jewelry that you. I would love that. (laughs) Stick on jewelry. Especially if it were bright gold, like shiny gold. Ooh. Vibes. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll, we'll get working on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shiny gold permanent stick on jewelry. <laughs> Speaking of whether things are a good idea or not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jace was right to explore Hex Hex when he could have just let it go? Because he was apparently the only person that had it. I don't even know what it is. Right? I don't think he did either. Like, there's he's not okay. And there's another thing they don't explain is like what's that blue rock crystal thing like? Right, they don't tell you where he gets them. Like, well, I mean, he there's that one scene where he goes to like a cave or something, and there's a bunch of it. 
Or was that in the flashback with Victor? That was Victor. There was some shiny. I think that was Shimmer, actually, with Victor. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, because he does take Shimmer immediately before he, like, merges with the with the hex core. Right. I think. Right. Yeah, I thought but was... Jace, Jace winds up with, like, a fragment or a sample of the hex tech and is obsessed with it because it saved his life and it saved his mom. And, like, we don't even know if he got trans... Did he get transported from another planet? Like, or... <laughs> Good question. I'm assuming, good question. I'm assuming it's just another part of the world because it goes from the cold to the spring, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah. um, and I think League of Legends is all on the same planet. But I don't know. I, um, I, I, I could definitely use more explanation as to, like, is, is Hex Tech the blue thing? Is it the thing the blue thing powers? Like, wh- like which part of the device thing that they make is the Hex tech mm, i think there's the there's originally the sphere is very like busted up it's like it's not a perfect sphere and that's something they pointed out in the animation is nothing is a perfect sphere except for the hex the stabilized hex tech okay. um so that's why it stands out um but he has like a rough form and he manages to stabilize and refine it so he can like power the world you know the unstable stuff is the stuff that blew up right when when Powder sends her bomb in there. And I think it powers everything else. But where he gets that from, I'm not sure. Apparently it's powerful enough to make a Stargate. Yes. We love a Stargate. We love, we love a, Star- a Stargate. I was like, Stargate! Stargate! <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> Ooh, that's another thing. That the Undercity wanted access to the gates. They wanted access to trade. Right. So, And people had a financial interest in that. So, Well, yeah, but we don't. We don't know that he actually gave them like the full rundown of of the deal because all they have in the cuts is like we've established peace. They want to be they want their own sovereign nation. And then they have the slow cut of everyone freaking out. I mean, no, because we have the scene where Jace and Silco meet and Silco is like, we want this, this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jace is like, cool, we want Jinx. And he's like, well, I actually, think- I don't think Jace actually like agrees to all that stuff because isn't his reply like you're making demands right now? Seriously? Yeah, but Silco, I don't think we see that whole scene because Silco may have agreed to give him to give them Jinx because obviously that's the conversation they're having. But then he said that he never would have given her up, which I genuinely believe from him. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I love Silco. He's he's contradictory. So something I noticed at the very, 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 very end. When Jinx is blowing up the counselors just as they're agreeing to the peace. And so you're supposed to be watching that and being like, oh, no, everything was going to be fine. It could have been. But if you if you know that Silco was never going to give up Jinx, like the peace wasn't actually going to happen. They weren't going to come to a happy agreed upon medium. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because that also, I also think it's interesting that Jinx had that gigantic weapon capable of destroying the center of power and didn't use it. <laughs> well, I think she was, she was like building it like during the course of the series because mm-hmm. Silco tells her you need to weaponize this, yeah. the blue stuff. Yeah. So I think she was like building it, but we know, but again, we never saw her building it. So who knows? Maybe she just had that sitting around waiting for something yeah. else. 
Could be. Could be. Did using the giant fish gun or every, didn't look like a giant? It looked shark. like a shark. It looked like shark, a shark. Shark. <laughs> did it's very important. It, did using it also kill her? I don't think so, no. No, because it made a huge, like, blue. It was a gigantic moment, yes. But it would be interesting if they went into season two and she was, like, blind or somehow disabled by that because it's it's a metaphor, you guys. Well, I mean, I don't know. she, She made this choice that was so damaging to Piltover and to her relationship with her sister. It would be interesting to see that in a physical way. Well, if there are so many characters in League of Legends, season two could be all different people. I mean, I would hope not. Because they, they, ended, <laughs> they ended us on a cliffhanger and I need to know. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously a lot of people died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jason, all of them are dead. I mean, I feel like they would keep a couple of them alive because honestly, we only maybe know... the robot's still alive because you know he's a robot. <laughs> yeah, we only know Jace and Mel in that room, really, and Jace's mom. And we can kill Jace's mom, like that'll radicalize Jace in a nice way because <laughs> he's so like sweet and optimistic about everything, like throughout. Well, it wasn't Jace's mom, right? It was Caitlin's mom. Um, I believe that's is that Jace's. It was, oh. it was Caitlin's mom. They yes, yeah, it's Caitlin's mom. Yeah, it was Caitlin's mom. But his, but his she was she was his like patron or something. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's like a surrogate think. mom, so it probably yeah, works. yeah. And that that would explain why Caitlin was extra upset <laughs> because she knows her mom is probably there. Yep. Oh man, I love the show. I'm. I make no apologies. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. My, you know what? My nephew and nieces won't watch it because they feel like League of Legends microtransaction model is predatory. And I'm like, dude, what does that have to do with anything? This is Will not a show for kids, me? though. This is this is not a show for kids. I mean, like, at her, all. No. Her her oldest is 22, so it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And G's 16. Okay. Okay. Then that, okay, that would be fine then. But, but I mean, yeah. you gotta, you gotta watch it. <laughs> and I told my parents to watch it because they're like, you gotta watch something. Okay. I'm like, boy, do I have the show for you! I hope you like animated crazy people. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like me, so I, I was talking to my mom about this show because I was showing her like, I want to get a big. I want to find a big Art Deco poster, like Art Nouveau style poster of the art, because that's kind of the vibe in a weird way. Like there's Art Deco touches, Art Nouveau touches around. Mm-hmm. And I was showing her and I'm like, mom, it's about sisters. And she's like, which one are you? And I'm like, I think I'm the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> she's the younger one. <laughs> So I think, I think we, I'm the crazy one. Yeah. She, um, my other question, and I, Rachel, you sort of answered this, is do you feel like, um, do you feel like Silco actually loved Jinx? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got I it. Like in his way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was so moving. Like even at the very end. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, because the whole time everybody's telling him, like, she's, 
a nut bar. She's just going to mess things up like she always has. You've got to let her go, like get rid of her. And he's like, yeah, she's a problem. Absolutely not. And it happened that she was very talented, but I wonder if he would have loved her even if she wasn't, you know? Oh, that's an interesting question. Because, I mean, did he, I don't know if he knew that when he, he basically kind of adopts her right away when he sees her on the street. Well, I think he, yeah. he knows she made that bomb that basically almost killed everybody. And she was like, oh, my God, it worked. It's like, no, you just, like, killed everyone. What are you talking? Why are you I know. Literally, that, that threw me off the first couple of times. I'm like, why was she so happy that this worked in such a devastating way? And I think the reason is because literally the last thing we see Powder see is Violet almost dying. Um, that guy has her by the neck in the mm, air yeah. so she thought she was saving violet and did not think beyond that <laughs> yeah like, no you basically almost killed her yeah, like, yeah. and that's I, like that's i thought she was i was like oh did she just like actually kill everybody except for the guy that was all hopped up on shimmer or whatever it is and like because whoops she very very nearly did mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that's such a good scene, though. I I love that scene. I love how insane Powder gets because that's a moment to be completely insane. And the actress who played young, who played Powder, was ten when she got the role and sixteen when she recorded it. Wow, oh, man! Like, cool. All right. Hey. They were like, "Yeah, we'll call you," and then they didn't for six years. <laughs> They're like, by the way, remembered when you signed a contract. Right. <laughs> You're enforcing it now. Come on Let's out. Let's do it. That's funny. Well, I think at some point in time, Silco said to Vi, like, when he's taunting Vi, like, I thought you were Vander's gem. Who knew it would have been the other sister or something like that? So I think at the time, he didn't really know her potential mm-hmm. thing. I kind of wonder if he had a daughter and like she died or something. That would maybe. I see. This is why I need Silco to not be dead. Maybe he gets all shimmered and. No, he's dead. His his body was riddled with bullets. Okay, that man is dead. (laughs) What? It's so good. That last scene. Yeah. Okay. Our friendship is writing on this. <laughs> oh, it's going to be tested next month. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. No. <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, continue, as you were saying. Um, I'm not sure if I said this, but they were struggling. They were really struggling with parts of the script, like the Vi, the Vi and Powder spark parts specifically. And they wound up hiring on a couple writers who happened to be women. Hey, and they're like, like, here you go. And they're like, we can't write this last scene. Can you help us? And within an hour, she had it back to them and was like, there you go. This lady, I think it was, I want to say Amanda, but she worked on like Darkwing Duck and like a bunch of stuff that you watched when you were a kid. Nice. Turns out is an amazing writer. So that's so funny. Yeah, I love that. I love that for this series because there are so many strong female characters and like no offense to these guys who are brilliant and uh at Fortiche the founders are all men who are brilliant and like they wanted they specifically wanted the camera work 
from Fortiche, where it feels like it's handheld, even though it's animated, obviously, so it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you needed some ladies on the project, and you got yeah. some. Yes. So. It is always sad when you're watching a show, and you see women talking to each other, and you're like, this was it's written crazy. by men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not how, this is not how women talk to each other mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Okay, like, I, I didn't pay attention to whether this series passed the Bechdel test or not. I think I think so. I imagine it would. I think so. Well, yeah, I think most of the conversation the whole time is about powder. Yeah. 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 Even, you know, when in episode three, they don't they don't talk about, quote, a man. They may mention Xander, but mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't think it counts if one of the characters is 10, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a different test. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are Vi and Caitlin a thing? Like, yes. are they like, he- or, or at least they're like headed that way? I feel no. like they were. I feel okay. like they were headed that way. Okay. Very obviously a thing to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Baby, baby lesbians. Good for them. And I think it's sweet that incredible that incredible shot where they're falling asleep on her bed in like that yin yang shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Caitlin touches Vi's face, and it's like just this whole moment, and you're like, ah. Yeah, I felt like they were vibing. They were vibing. Okay. I I love how she she shows up with she shows up with some injured girl from the Undercity and is like, "Hey, he's here now. (laughs) She's gonna sleep in my room." And they're like, "All right, I guess." (laughs) But okay, that that scene where Vi takes Kate to the Undercity was like, "What's what's with parkour?" Why can't they just get, why, why all the jumping from place? Just, can we, they just walk? Can they just walk? Like, no. What's with all the parkour? I think, I think you can't parkour as easily when you're stealing things. <laughs> like, you can't walk around. I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. And then, like, they, they get were... down there and that old dude with the crutch, like, walks by when he was, like, you know. It's like, we could have gotten here the normal way in the same amount of time. And I wouldn't have had to like, kill my knees. <laughs> I do think it's great after Vi is injured. And like, this is another strength of the show is like the audio. Um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like the audio production is incredible. Like, cause she tries to jump down on the pipes like she would have normally done, but she's hurt. So she slams into that pipe and you mm-hmm. literally like feel it inside. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, God. Cause she's already hurt. Yeah, I love that scene. <laughs> you love every scene. I do. <laughs> also, the fight between uh, Silco's like lieutenant, what's her name, Savika, and uh, Vi. That was written by a woman. Ooh, the that was first, a good the one. first fight or the second fight? The the I want to say the second one, the one where the big one where she has the where glove. she's got the gauntlets. Okay. Yeah, she's got the gauntlets and she takes her arm off at the end. And, like, I don't usually, I'm not a fight scene person usually, but, like, this one was so, so good and so beautifully done. And the writer talked about it and was like, well, really what a fight is, is conversation between two characters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're just having a nasty conversation. Yep. Gotta love and, it when a conversation ends with ripping somebody's arm off. Yeah, I, I need more conversations like that, you know, occasionally. <laughs> that was a really good scene, though. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
She wrote that episode, I think she said, but I couldn't find which episode it was. So is the documentary also on Netflix? You know, the documentary was on Netflix when I looked it up, but a week later could not find it. So it is available for free on um, YouTube and it's called Bridging the Rift. Okay. And I also recommend you watch their little, um, I say little, but they make, they made like music videos throughout the years and you can literally see the progression of like, this is when Fortiche had four people in it. Mm-hmm. And this was when Arcane started and they came out with something called um, Rise where, where you can really see like the animation coming together. And the it's all absolutely amazing animation, but to see it grow to the level that Arcane is at is really cool. Mm-hmm. And was that... Was it a animated cameo of Imagine Dragons in there when they were it doing It was. It was an animated cameo of Imagine Dragons. They did because they have done a couple projects in the past. And like Christian, the showrunner, and the Dan from Imagine Dragons. It is Dan, right? I think so, yeah. We're friends already. Ah. So that's why they are so prominent. And I believe uh, Enemy was written for Arcane. And so they did the cameos and they did, there's a cameo of the founders of Fortiche. They're on the airship oh. for a second. Um, and then the the guy who plays the violin, mm-hmm. his name is Ray Chen. And that's like his likeness as well. So oh. they really, they really wanted to like honor their, the musical contributions and stuff. Nice. Yeah, they didn't do a, a sting. Uh, I was like, so what? Wait, where did I miss Sting? Where was Sting then? Where's no. Sting? Where's Sting? He didn't okay. really fit okay. into that scene. I'm sorry. We were He's very busy. Gonna, gonna be a new League of Legends character. That you can play. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a season yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I would totally play Sting. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I don't know. Did, did we talk about this yet? Because Heimerdinger, there is a TikTok filter that is that voice synthesized and I'm like what is going on like I I run into it every now and then and I never remember to like save the TikToks but I'm like that's Heimerdinger and it made him even harder to watch oh I'm not I don't do TikToks I have no idea it it popped up really within the last year or so and it was like literally like someone thought his voice was funny so I'll have to send some to you so you know I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny that it's a voice, not like a face filter, although that would obviously be more. Yeah, well, they have voice filters now, too. So. Yeah, it'd be more recognizable. No, no, don't know. You'll have to let us know. Yes, someone they can people can write in and let us know because it's been making me crazy <laughs> this past month. <laughs> How do I also sound like Heimerdinger? And it's like, it's always like people telling dumb stories, too. <laughs> so to merge the two ideas. <laughs> oh. Yay. Yay. All right. Yay. Are we coming to a conclusion? Are there any more questions? Does anybody have any more questions? Carrie's just making a face again. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like looking through my notes. Can we talk about it? Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I was... The first, so I ended up watching the series twice because I was so confused about so many things. I was like, I didn't nice. watch the scene. But like, so the first, the very, like the opening scene on like the murder bridge, is, I've, I've taken to calling it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, it, so there's Powder and then I thought that was like her brother. 
And so then when the next scene happened and there's like a flash forward and there's this like pink haired girl, I'm like, where did the pink haired girl come from? Did okay. not like connect that that was <laughs> by. Because again, there's no dialogue. Nobody says anything, so I don't know who's any, what anybody's name is. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? And it, and it looked and like they changed her hair color, or at least it looked like I don't know. It, it looked was, like red. I think it was different because it was in different lighting. But uh, yeah, I guess. But yeah, I was like, who? Where? Where did the? I was like, where did the brother go? There's no brother. There's just a sister. Um, just nice. I think. I think I've covered everything. Awesome. Also, Jinx's braids are too long. One day, those are just going to get caught on something. She's oh, gonna yeah. She's, she's going to kill herself. <laughs> she's going to, like, snag her braid on something and, like, break her neck. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, too long. Too long. I'm kind of surprised that all in her crazy, she didn't try to swing around like a monkey or, like, a jungle <laughs> I absolutely person. would have. Or, or right. that she hasn't, she hasn't gone the typical crazy girl and chopped it at her chin. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm imagining her with different hairstyles. She totally could have done like a short crop. Really? She could do a bob. Maybe she'll do yeah. it next season. Yeah. I think, I think they said we're, I, I saw something because I fell down a rabbit hole and was watching everything. If you're, if you're super interested in the music, there's breakdowns of, the lead composer like talking about the songs that he wrote for the series and like how they how they came to be what they are and he said that he um uh during that last scene he would play the song for people and literally cry every time <laughs> and I'm like man I love Aww. it too like it's such a good song and it's so cool to like write a song and love it so much and also Sting sings it, so, like, you're amazed. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would be amazed. Yeah. So, Carrie. Yes. Me. <laughs> what my are we going to watch next month? My former friend, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, you guys have made me watch a few Korean dramas at this yes. point. So, I'm going to make you watch an Italian TV show. Okay. So, Okay. Uh, I for next month we will be watching the 2017 Italian series available on Netflix, Subura, Blood on Rome. Um, it's spelled S-U-B-U-R-R-A. Again, available on Netflix. I do need to give a couple like content warnings, um, just so you know what you're getting into. So like one of the first scenes, there's just, it's it's just a full-on orgy, and oh, because. Okay. This is like a European <laughs> show and they're not as prudish about things. There's just like dicks and butts and boobs and all, all of that shit is just out just everywhere. So there's lots of dicks. Just <laughs> as long as they're not animated. <laughs> no, as long as they're not animated, it's fine by me. Um, and then one one of the, the plot points in, involves a dog. And unfortunately, the dog does die. Hmm. Um, I forget which episode it's in, but the scene, if, if this is something you're sensitive to, um, the scene is um, our main character. Uh, he's on the beach late at night playing with the dog and his sister and his dad come and they're like, you have to get rid of the dog because there's a whole thing about why he has to get rid of the dog. Um, and he's like, nope, I love the dog. Um, so the sister then shoots the dog. Wow. So. This sounds like a real, this sounds like a real uplifting drama it's, it's about like uh so our so our main characters are like in like the drug like mafia people 
mm-hmm. in Rome and like the corruption in like politics and like the Vatican and like all of that stuff. So yeah, it's not like the happiest of shows, but it's really interesting. And mm-hmm. yes. So righty. So this is season season one. one. Yes, season one. We'll watch season one. Yes. Okay. All How right. Do you spell it again. S U B U R R A. Alrighty then. Ten episodes. They're about. They're like between forty-five minutes and an hour. Or so fairly straightforward as far as watching Deadly goes. battle between organized crime, corrupt politicians, and the Vatican. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. Is there anyone in this that we will recognize? Is is Luca in um, this? No, his his <laughs> I got I got here via Luca though. I'll explain. Ah. You may um so John, do you guys see John Wick two? No. Yeah, but it's been a while. The- the okay. first one was sad enough for me. Okay. Um, well, so in John Wick 2, like, he's sent to go kill, like, the Italian guy's sister. Okay. So he, she's in Sabura. She's, uh, like, one of the politician people. Oh, okay. Fun. So you may recognize her from that. Alrighty. Italian drama. See. Si. Like it? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a major flip from the one I have picked out for February. <laughs> Goodness. Fantastic. That's what this is all about. Diversity. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at Show Club Pod. You can send us an email at showclubpod at gmail.com. Leave us a five stars review, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, we'll see you next month with Suborda. Bye. Bye.